know, today is a little bit different. Uh, one of the things that we generally do is series teachings, if you will. And so every once in a while, we have a break in between the series, and we call it a one-off message. And so this is just kind of a message really designed from my heart to yours, if you will. And so today is one of those messages. And so I want to talk to you for a few moments today on relationships, relationships, and, and really talking about how important they are in our lives. Uh, because here's what I know. Every single one of us in here, those of you watching online, every single one of us, we are where we are and we got to where we are 100% of the time by our relationships. Come on, how many of you would agree with me on that? We got there because of relationships. And so I think all of us can probably look back on our lives and say, you know what, that was a relationship that really enhanced my life. That was a relationship that made me want to be a better person. That was a great connection, a great relationship. But on the flip side of that coin, if you will, there's, there's been those relationships that were a little disappointing. There's been relationships that, if we could be honest, that were kind of tragic. And so as a result, when we go through those disappointing, hurtful, difficult relationships, most people, what they do is they figured out a way how to insulate themselves to where I'm only going to let you get so close, but I'm not letting you really get to know the me, the real me. And so that happens a lot. Come on, can anybody identify with that in the house today? Like two of you, the rest of you, I don't know. But uh, that's what happens, you know. We, we get into these relationships and we're like, you know what, talk to the hand, brother. You're not getting too close. You're not going to come in. And so we kind of keep people at arm's length, if you will. And it, it even happens in marriage. I mean, think about it. There's marriages out there where, where they say, you know what, I'm going to love you till death do us part. Not really. Because if you mess me over, then I'm telling you, I'm out of here. This isn't going to work. And so not only in marriage, but in every other aspect of our relationship with one another, we have these friends, we have these colleagues. And what's happened is we have almost this prenuptial kind of mindset that just basically says, I'm going to go a little ways with you, but I'm not going to let you get too close to me. And so we, again, we just keep people away. And unfortunately, that is a bad response to a very bad situation. Because the only way that we're ever going to reach our full potential, the potential that God has for us, is based on our relationships. And so let, let me just kind of say it this way. Your relational decisions are the most important decisions you'll make in your entire life. That's a bold statement. Where you are now and where you will be is going to be based on your relationship decisions that you make in your life. So I think it's safe for us to say that connections are everything. And it's interesting because there was a mental health facility several years ago that did a study. And they studied all of the people that were coming into their facility and they looked at their lives and they basically came up with this that said, hey, for the people that were disconnected, the people that didn't have healthy relationships in their life, listen to this. They are two to three times more likely to die an early death. They are four times more likely to suffer from emotional burnout. They're five times more likely to suffer from clinical depression. They're ten times more likely to be hospitalized by a mental disorder. Why? 
Because relationships are everything. And here's the thing. All of us are going to go through times in our life where there's going to be some storms. Come on, you ever been through a storm before? You ever had to go through those times where something just, I mean, you were going about your way, everything was great and wonderful, and it just seems like something came out of nowhere and took you by surprise, kind of knocked you off your feet, so to speak? All of us go through those moments in life, and so what this statistic tells us is that the individuals who have healthy relationships, the individuals who are connected, if you will, when they go through the hard times in life, they will not end up a statistic. But the ones who do not have healthy relationships, the one who, uh, who's, who is out there kind of as an island, if you will, when life happens, they end up as a statistic. So again, the most important decision you'll ever make in your life is based on relationships. So if that's the case, then the question then comes in, what kind of relationships do I have to have in my life? Well, I believe there's four relationships that every single one of us need to have in our lives. And and I'll even say this, there are four levels of relationships. And the reason why I call them levels is because you can't have the second one until you get the first one. You can't have the third one to the second, the fourth to the third. So you get it. These relationships are in levels. But once you get all four relationships and you get connected in these relationships, I'll guarantee you... That the trouble in your life is probably not going to stop. Might even get a little worse. But I guarantee you, you'll not end up as a statistic. Because in the middle of all that life throws throws at us, God has designed this safe place for us. And it's based on relationships. So if you're taking notes, I want you to write this down. Here's the first relationship you've got to have in your life. Again, there are levels. And if you don't have this one relationship, then none of the rest of them are going to work out for you. The first relationship you need to have is a relationship with God. A relationship with God. That's where it starts. And a lot of people to know, I, I, I know today, they have a God. They have a church. I mean, dude, we are in the South in the Bible Belt. Everybody got a church. Amen. But what I've discovered is very few people have a a seven-day-a-week relationship with God. And I'm not saying that you need a a belief system. I'm not even saying that you need to have an arrangement with a church where your name's on some roll, but you need to have a real relationship with God. A relationship that's so real, so dynamic, that He is the love of your life. Like, He's not just involved on Sunday. You know, a lot of people feel like, well, I got my Jesus thing. It's Sunday. I got it. I'm good the rest of the week. No, I'm talking about the kind of relationship where God is involved in your life seven days a week. Listen, one of the first things we oftentimes do when we wake up in the morning is we want to get filled with information. Come on, does anybody feel me on that? We want to get filled with information. So we, what do we do? We go to social media and we go to God's uh, social media and news media and all of these outlets and we just flood our minds with this stuff. But instead of going to social media and news media, what if you went to God's media? What if you said, God, I'm going to seek you first? God, I'm going to cry out to you in the morning. Psalms chapter 5 says this. It talks about how each morning I bring my request to God. 
in the morning time, when you get up, after you've had a shower, after you brush your teeth, amen, after you do all of that, what do you do? You go to God in prayer. And it doesn't have to be long. It doesn't have to be lengthy. But God, you are the love of my life. And I want to hear what you've got to say about what's going on and what's going to happen. So you go to God first. You've got to have this relationship where you love God with all of your heart, your soul, your mind, and your strength. Which is why we're kicking off this new sermon series next Sunday that talks about how do we do that? How do I love God with all of my heart? Which incidentally, let me just say this, next week is Valentine's Day. Come on, all the ladies in the house said amen. And all the men in the house said, I'm going to get it done. Amen. Some of you ain't getting it. But anyway, next week is Valentine's. So you want to make sure that you represent men. But here's the thing. What does it mean to love God with all of my heart, my soul, my mind, and my strength? We're going to talk about that. But that's the relationship I'm talking about. You've got to have in your life every day is talking to God. It's fellowshipping with God. It's almost like when you first fell in love. Does anybody remember when you first fell in love? Come on, Brian. Talk to me, buddy. Do you remember when you first fell in And listen, I'm not just talking about love. No, 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 because a lot of people, I love you. No, I'm talking about love, like, like the weak need love. Come on, does anybody understand what weak need love is? Like love. And when you first fell in love, what did you do? You were on the phone with that person all the time. I remember the days of just sitting there. Come on, how many of you guys remember rotary phone? Come on, now the young people have got, they ain't got a clue what I just said right there. Can you remember rotary phones? And look, you dial that digit up, you know, and you just say, and you would just hold the phone to your ear for hours, listening to each other breathe. Come on, does anybody recall those moments in those days? Come on, guys, we got to help this young generation. You're just sitting on the phone, and it's like, well, uh, oh, I love you, oh, I love you too. And then you just breathe. And then it's like, oh, what, did you say something? Oh, no, I love, oh, I love you too. And you would just sit there. Listen, you had such a commitment and such a love to that person. That's the kind of love we need to have for God. It's just that love that says, God, I can't wait to be in your presence. I can't wait to get into your word. I can't wait to fellowship with you. Love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. The first relationship you've got to have in your life is a relationship with God. Here's the second one. You've got to have a relationship with the church. A relationship with the church. Because all throughout the scriptures, if you read the scriptures, it basically says that you need to be connected to a church. And I'll even go as far as to say this. It doesn't have to be this one. I know that may shock some of you. I'm pretty partial to this one, amen? But it doesn't have to be this one. But you've got to have a place that you believe in the vision, you believe in the mission, you believe in what they do, and there's something inside of you that says, I want to be a part of that. I want to be a part of what's happening. And that's the kind of place you've got to be. Which, incidentally, I want you to write this date down. This is a very important date for you to remember. March the 14th. March the 14th, we're going to have an ownership class. I know we've had several people to come in, and, and you're just kind of coming in, and you're, you're, you're trying to figure everything out, and maybe you've got a lot of questions. 
Man, we want to answer those questions for you. We want to help you. We want to talk to you about the vision, the mission. We want to talk to you about where we're headed in the future. March the 14th, we have an ownership class. And listen, we feed you. Because we discovered if we cook, you guys will come. Amen? So we're going to feed you on that day. We're going to go into a room. We're going to talk about the vision and the mission. We're going to answer your questions. So it's important that you get involved in a place where you know what the vision is. You know the direction they're headed. Why? Ephesians chapter 2 verse 19. What does it say? You are members of God's very own family. Turn to somebody and say, we're family. We're family. And you belong in God's where? In his household with every other Christian. You need to find a church and be committed to it. Don't just kind of sit back, but be committed to it. And here's what I say to you. Give us six months to a year. Okay? Don't just come in a couple of times. Give us six months to a year. Go all in. Get involved. And listen, I guarantee you your life will be better. If after six months to a year, your life is not better, come to me and like I'll go to another church with you. Amen? Because I figure we're not all that. But give us six months to a year. Get involved. Go all in. But you got to be intentional about the relationships. A relationship with God. A relationship with the local church. And here's another relationship within that church that you've got to have. The third one. And that is a relationship with godly friends. A relationship with godly friends. And this is the problem, right? Because we all have some friends, but we need some godly friends. We need some friends that are not going to pull me in the wrong direction. And, and that's what happens because we, we've, all, we've all got these people in our lives. And we know the minute I connect with Chili Bean, my life is going to go down the tube. The minute I follow that person, they are not going to be good for me. And here's the thing you need to understand about having some people around your life. There's really two types of people in your life. There's going to be those who encourage you and push you toward God. And there's going to be those who pull you away from God. And you know, excuse me, and you know what relationships they are. Whichever one they are, you know and you understand that this is a relationship that God has designed that I need to go closer to Him. But again, you know who those people are in your lives. You know the times when there's a certain group of people, if I get around them, I know it's not going to help the cause. It's not going to do me good to do that. So again, you've got to find the right people and this choice is critical in your life. Who are you going to allow to speak into you? Who are you going to allow to, to help you and draw you closer to God? Acts chapter 2 verse 44 says this. All of the believers met together, how much? Constantly. And they shared everything with each other. And this is the book of Acts where you've got the church busting on the scenes, if you will. And, and, and they're multiplying. And, and there was this tight-knit group of people where they were having meals together. They were fellowshipping together. They were having fun together. And this is the type of relationship that we've got to have in our lives. These godly friendships. You've got to have that relationship with God, a relationship with the church, a relationship with godly friends. Here's the fourth relationship you need, and that is a relationship with a team. A relationship with a team. 
And a team basically means that, that, that you're in that group with the church and now you've jumped on the team, you're serving, and you're making a difference. And the problem is, so many people today, we sit on the sidelines of life with our pom-poms cheering everybody else on. But listen, you've got to be willing to drop your pom-poms, put on your jersey, and get in the game. Because if you get in the game, you will experience everything that God has for you. But you've got to be willing to jump in and get on a team. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 9, what does it say? We are partners. Not only are we family... But we're partners working together for God. And guys, listen, this is the ultimate level of living. And hear me today. I want to encourage you. I just want to talk to you from my heart today. Like, try this. Go all in for God. Have a real dynamic relationship with God. Get plugged into a local church. Like, jump all in. Don't just sit on this. And listen, there's some times where you just want to come back and sit, get refreshed, get renewed. Certainly nothing wrong with that. But jump all in. Get in a small group. Get involved in a team that's making a difference. And I guarantee you, your life will be better. And so right there, kind of where we are, I want to shift gears a little bit. And I want to just take a moment to unpack that third level of relationship. And that is godly friendships. Godly friendships. Because guys, listen to me. Tonight, we are starting our family nights. And I know it's Super Bowl Sunday. I get all of that. And I promise I'm going to do my very best to have you out of here by 7 o'clock, if not before. Because I know it's Super Bowl and I know everybody's got a lot going on. But tonight, family nights. And in that family night, starts at 6 o'clock from 6 to 7. In those family nights, all of the adults will be right here. You guys are going to be in here with me, Jason Bordeaux, and we're going to be teaching what is called a growth track. We're going to be in here fellowshipping with one another, hanging out with one another. The kids are going to be in their space. The students are going to be in their space. And we've got basically workshops for them. So they've got the beekeeper club coming in. It's going to be amazing. But you've got to get involved. Colossians chapter 2 verse 19, what does it say? The whole body. Who's that talking about? That's talking about the body of Christ. Supported and held together. And some of you right now, you're opposite of that. Like you're, you're not supported at all and you're not held together. You're just kind of all over the place. But the body, the whole body is supported and held together by its ligaments and sinews. In other words, there's this connectivity that's happening. And so if you look at your own body, your body is made up of all these different parts. Like my body has all these different parts and it is held together by this massive muscular system. Okay, it's held together by something. Amen. A lot of sun dropping Twinkies. But anyway, it's held together. It's got ligaments and sinews keeping it all together. But the reason why you stay together is through connectivity. But what happens when you get connected and you got a relationship with God and a relationship with the church and a relationship with godly friends and all of this stuff is happening and you're part of a team, watch what happens. The body grows as God causes it to grow. Your life gets better. And I know this is a little crass, but this is kind of the only demonstration I can think of. All right. So if you take a little puppy, when a puppy dog is born and you cut that puppy dog's tail off, and you lay that tail to the side. If you come back a year or two later, that puppy dog's body has grown. But what happened to the tail? 
The tail is shriveled up. It's dying. Why? Because it got disconnected from the body. Some of you right now are dying on the inside spiritually because you're not connected. And so my job today is very simple. It is to convince you, you need to be connected, like really connected to God, connected to the church, connected to a group, connected to a team. And when that happens, listen, there's four things that's going to happen in your life. When you get connected, when you get these relationships, four things. The first one is this. Number one, encouragement. Encouragement. Encourage. And some of you in here today, and some of you watching online, you've lost your courage. You've lost your courage. And you're like, well, I don't want to do this no more. I don't want to keep going. I want to give up. Like, Calgon, take me away. Come on, you remember that. You old folks, amen? So, Calgon, take me away, and I'm ready to give up. But listen, in those moments, you need somebody to come along beside you and say, listen, I'm in your corner. I've got your back. You're not going to give up. I'm standing with you, and he is there or she is there to encourage you. Somebody that's there, somebody that's willing to get involved in your life. And listen, you've got to have somebody because all of us go through those times. All of us have times where we want to give up. We want to throw in the towel. We want to walk away. We want to just say, you know what? This isn't working. And listen, you've got to have somebody to come in and help you up. Ecclesiastes says, pity the person who doesn't have that person with them. That person that comes in and says, that a boy or that a girl. That person that encourages you. That person that lifts you up when you're going through the hard times. Hebrews chapter 3, verse 12 and 13 says this, See to it, brothers, that none of you has a sinful, unbelieving heart that turns away from the living God. And listen, that is easy to do. It's easy to do. So how do I fix that? Encourage one another daily. Come on, turn to somebody and say daily. Encourage one another daily. And listen, when you come in here for the growth track tonight, and you may be saying, well, Pastor, I didn't sign up for that. That's fine. Come anyway. Like, we're going to have a great time. Somebody might bring some donuts. It ain't going to be me. But one of y'all might bring them. Amen. We're going to have a good time. But when you come in here, listen, this growth track is more than just talking to them one time a week. It's more than that. It's connecting with some people. It's connecting with some some individuals to where you say, you know what, man? Give me your phone number. I know you're hurting. I know know, everything's not going right. Give me your phone number, and I'm going to call you tomorrow, and I'm going to remind you that you are blessed and highly favored. I'm going to remind you that you're the head and not the tail. You're above and not beneath. I'm going to remind you that you're not just a conqueror, but you're more than a conqueror through Jesus Christ. I'm going to remind you that you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. Come on, man, I'm standing with you and I'm not going to let you give up. That's the kind of relationship we've got to have. And you know what that person is going to say? Thank you for the encouragement. Have you ever had times in your life where you just really wanted to give up and you received a phone call from somebody? And that person on the other end was just there to encourage you and build you up and speak into your life. Encourage one another how much daily, as long as it is called today, so that none of you may be hardened by sin's deceitfulness. And listen, that's our potential. 
Our potential is to be hard and, and to buy into all of the things and the junk that's going on into the world. And, and, and for some of you right now, your heart is breaking. Your heart is breaking. Wishing that somebody would come in and call you. Wishing somebody would come in and build you up. And you need to be encouraged. And I would just say this, you also need some affection. And I know some of you men in the house, you're like, I don't, I don't need no affection. What are you talking about? Listen, some of you big old men, you know what you need? A big old hug. Amen. That's, that's what you need. You need some affection. A study was done some time ago that says you need eight to ten touches every single day. Otherwise, you go crazy. Amen. You just do. You need those touches. And if there's one thing that, that this disease, this virus, if you will, COVID has done, it's kept us kind of apart. And listen, I can just imagine when COVID is finally gone, prayerfully this year, and everything gets back to normal, I can just imagine like the first few services we have is a whole lot of hugging. I mean, like hugging. Everybody's hugging. Everybody's loving. And some of you guys in the Triple S group, the single saved and searching, you're going to be looking for somebody that looks like really good, and you're like, it's time to meet and greet. Amen. What, whatever. And I got no problems with that. But anyway, you need that. You need somebody speaking into your life. You need encouragement. But here's the second thing that's going to happen is prayer. Prayer. Where else can you go where somebody is going to be praying for you by name every single day? Prayer. You need a guy by the name of Epaphras to come into your life. Colossians chapter 4 verse 12, Paul talks about this guy named Epaphras. And he's, and he's talking to these guys and he says, Epaphras, who is one of you, a servant of Christ Jesus, sends you greetings. Like, what's up? He is always wrestling In prayer for you. Paul said, guys, listen, there's this guy named Epaphras. And you may know him, you may not know him. But here's what he's doing. He's always wrestling in prayer for you. Wouldn't it be awesome to have an Epaphras in your life? Someone that's willing to pray for you. And listen, what was he doing? He's fighting the devil for him. That's what he was doing. Isn't it great to have somebody in your life that's willing to be wrestling in prayer for you? Wrestling in prayer for your family? Wrestling in prayer for your kids? And what's he fighting for? That you may stand firm in all the will of God, mature and fully assured. And I want to challenge some of you right now. I want to challenge you from my heart to yours. I want to challenge you being a Epaphras to somebody. Be an encourager. Be somebody willing to pray for somebody. Wrestle for somebody's family every single day. And guys, listen, I'm saying to you today, you need it. You need it in your heart. You need it in your life. And you find it in godly, meaningful relationships. So you're going to get encouraged. You're going to get prayer. Here's the third thing. You're going to get honesty. Honesty. And I'd love to have a place where we could just come in and be honest with one another. It's like, how you doing? Praise the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. And you? Listen, have you ever seen that? We need a place where we could just come in and be honest. I need a place where, listen, how you doing? Praise the Lord. Amen. I'm good. You're lying through your teeth. You got a spirit of lying. You need to be free. Amen. But listen, I want to go to a church where we realize that all of us got a few loose screws. And all of us may be a little bit messed up. 
And I would love to go into a place and not be judged to have somebody come along beside me and say, Man, listen, I'm going through that too. And I'm with you. And I'm for you. And somebody willing to stand beside you. I'm tired of this. Amen. Praise the Lord. I'm doing fine. No, you're not. Listen, you pulled a muscle in your shoulder on the way to church this morning trying to beat your kids. Amen. You're not fine. You need Jesus. And listen, let me tell you, I don't need everybody to know what I'm going through. But I don't mind telling Chris. I don't mind telling Thomas. I I, I don't mind telling some. So you don't need everybody, but you need somebody. You need a place where where someone can come alongside of you and say, Hey, come on, buddy. I'm not going to let you give up. I'm going to wrestle in prayer for you. And you know what happens in that moment? In that moment, it's like, man, thank you. And you pull off the mask and you're honest. And when you start being honest with someone, then the other person who comes alongside you, they take off the mask and they start to be honest with you. And we've got to have that. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 25 says, Therefore, each of you must put off falsehood and speak truthfully to his neighbor, for we are all members of one body. We're going to be a church where we're real with each other. And you got to have these intentional connections, guys. Again, I go back to it. you got to be intentionally connected to God, to the church, some godly friendships, and a team. And when you do that, you're going to have somebody to encourage you. You're going to have somebody to come alongside and pray with you. You're going to have somebody that you can be real with and take the mask off. But here's the fourth thing that happens. You're going to receive growth. Growth. Romans chapter 1, verse 12. I love what it says here. It says, I want us to help each other with the faith that we have. Watch this. Your faith will help me and my faith will help you. Come on, there's that. It's it's all about iron sharpening iron, if you will. That's what it's all about. And it's in those moments and those times where I get around you and maybe, man, maybe I'm having a bad day. Maybe my faith is a little low, but yours is high. And you come along beside and you help build my faith up. And sometimes it's opposite, but it's iron sharpening iron. It's getting around each other. And guys, I just want to make a statement. I believe that if you're willing to invest the time, If you're willing to invest the time for this coming up semester, starting tonight. Listen, it's only nine weeks, guys. It's only nine weeks. That's it. And on the ninth week, we're going to have an outdoor movie night. So that's awesome. Amen. But it's really, if you give me that nine weeks, I really believe if you connect with God like never before, if you connect to the church, you connect to godly friends, you connect to a team, I really believe that your life can grow like never before. But listen, it starts with the relationship with God. Again, these are levels, guys. This, this, this is where it starts. You, you've got to have that relationship with God. That's the starting point. And you get that relationship, and then you get planted in a church. And say, so, you know what? I'm going all in. I'm going to be a part. I'm going to make a difference. Some of you need to get involved in growth track tonight. Like right now. I hadn't signed up. Doesn't matter. Give me an hour of your time. Just get involved. Some of you need to get involved in a team and start making a difference in life. You need these relationships and their levels. Again, you've got to have the first one. And let me just say this for some of you that are in here today, some of you may be watching online. 
you don't have that first relationship. And guys, listen, I'm not talking about a belief system. I'm not talking about having your name on some roll somewhere. I'm talking about a real, genuine, dynamic relationship with God. I know some people who've been in church all of their lives and they don't have that. They don't have it. And this is the starting point. And for those of you that are watching, for those of you that are in here, you say, well, well, Pastor Man, how do I do that? You simply do that by surrendering your life to Jesus Christ. You give Him your everything. You let Him be the love of your life. You get into His Word. You get into that place of prayer. And you get around a group of people. And you need that. And it takes commitment. It's not easy. It's not. You need that in your life. You need it. And for some of you, maybe you had that relationship. And because of life, because of circumstances, you've lost it. You've lost that relationship. And you know what God's doing? Listen, God's not in heaven with like this big club. Like every time you mess up, bam. You know, I mean, you know, God's not like that. God is sitting in heaven and he's saying, hey, I brought you here. For such a time as this. To speak to your heart about this relationship that you need. And it starts with God. It starts with God. You got to have a relationship to the church. You got to have a relationship with some godly friends. And guys, can I, can I just be brutally honest with you just for a moment? This growth track is it's amazing. It's, it's great material. I mean, we the pastors and Pastor Andy and Pastor Valerie, a lot of us pastors, we got together and we actually wrote this material. So we wrote it. But I want to be honest with you. The curriculum has never changed anyone's life. But the relationship will. And my prayer is that you're going to get some epaphrases in your life tonight. My prayer is that before you leave here today, that you're going to find somebody and you're going to connect with them. And I know sometimes it's hard. I understand it can be difficult, especially in the season that we're in with COVID and <clears throat> excuse me, and social distancing and all of that. But you got to have that connection in your life. Somebody that can pray with you. Somebody can lift you up. But again, I always go back to that first level. <clears throat> It starts with God. It starts with giving Him your heart and giving Him your life. So stand with me all over the house. Father, we love You. God, we thank You for moments like this. We thank You for the opportunity to serve You, to worship You. God, we love you. And Father, right now, I I understand that for those who are in here, those that are watching online, I understand that there may be some that don't have that real dynamic relationship with you. And my prayer is that today would be their day. They would call out to you. Maybe there's some, Lord, that 
once had that relationship and maybe they've walked away from it. Lord, let today be the day that they go all in for you. In Jesus' name. Let me just ask you right now where you are. Would you just bow your heads with me? Let me ask you a question. Can you honestly say right now that you've got a real dynamic relationship with God? That you're loving God with all of your heart, your soul, your mind, and your strength. You're loving God with all of that. If not, I want to give you an opportunity right now from where you're standing, right there from where you're watching, to say, I'm ready to go all in. I'm ready to go all in. If that describes you, would you just be willing to slip a hand if you're in the house today? Just slip a hand. Say, Pastor, that, that's me. That's me. No more games. Let's go all in. Those of you watching online right now, you say, man, I'm ready to go all in. I, I want to make that decision today. Listen to me. Let's pray a prayer together. We do it as a family. Can we just pray it out loud today, guys? Just say, Father, I am a sinner in need of a Savior. And Father, I believe that you died on the cross and rose the third day. Lord, today, I surrender my life to you. I give you my everything. I'm going all in for you. Father, wash me clean. And help me to be everything you've called me to be. In Jesus' name. Amen.